0: Hello, Stacey. Hello, Mum. How are you? I'm all right. It's been one of those days where I got to work and I realised not only did I have my knickers inside out, but they were also back to front. They weren't tucked into your
1: skirt as well, were they? With a bit of toilet paper hanging out the back. (laughs) They weren't.
0: They weren't. Anyway... How are you?
1: Uh, I'm all right. I'm a bit warm. I'm in my new apartment next to the beach. Oh. Very close to the beach. Even I can walk it without going on my bike.
0: You know what you should do? What? You should set up a zip line.
1: <gasps> I could do that.
0: Yes, because your apartment's quite high up, but like right across the road from the beach, just zip line so you go from the apartment across the road. Down onto the beach, you have a permanent towel situated there
1: that you just (laughs) land on, and you're there. Do you think I might get good enough to have a permanent sun lounge that I land in?
0: (laughs) Yes. You might have to pay, like, a pound a week or something. Sorry, a euro.
1: What, just to have them repaired? (laughs) So, what are we talking about? Let's do a cheese special. We've talked quite a bit about cheese.
0: We have talked a bit about cheese, and people really enjoyed us talking about feet cheese. Fita cheese? <laughs> Fita. We're talking about feta. Um And it kind of led us both to think let's do a
1: cheese special. I'm going to tell you about the guinea pig milking machine. Uh, I'm going to talk about breast milk cheese. No. Yes.
0: Oh, well, I've got a quiz for you called Cheese or Disease.
1: I'm loving that already. So, should we get started? Let's do it.
0: Coming from Reddit, it's Stacy, your host.
2: While mum's with flamingos on the Spanish coast. You'll find two ladies full of buns and laughs. Making a podcast
1: called Oh Olay, play, Do you want to start? Yeah, one of the things I find out, American cheese can't be legally sold as cheese.
0: Oh, is it that plastic stuff?
1: It has to be sold as cheese product or cheese food or American singles, apparently.
0: I do very much dislike American cheese. I've been to America a couple of times and whenever they ask me if I want cheese on something, I will always ask for cheddar because otherwise you just get like strips of orange plastic. It's disgusting.
1: Well, that cheese product is so bad that in 2013, they held a competition for American cheese product, and the only one cheese was entered, and it came third. (laughs) (laughs) One cheese wasn't even good enough to win first prize? No, no, it came third. (laughs) The judges chose not to award a first or second prize. But is this also true that cheese can be addictive. Yes. Because, and I'm sorry if you'll hear the dogs barking in the distance, I've come all this way, I've brought the dogs with me. They're
0: hanging outside the window. Today,
1: I nearly got my
0: eye out. What do you mean you got your eye out?
1: (laughs) I nearly (laughs) had my eye out. Right, okay. I've been drinking cans of sin. What? Yeah, I got it from Aldi. It's only 30 cents a can. That's cheap sin. It is, it's Cervaton sin and what is it well it's it tastes like beer but it just has sin on it so i've been enjoying that cold cold sin there's nothing like it <laughs> so uh anyway how did you nearly get your eye out uh yeah the dove of love came and took the top of my hair off <laughs> oh my god i'm so confused <laughs> A pigeon come, right? Yes. Swooping. Yes. And, like, touched me air. I think he was more surprised than I was. Bleeding. No, I didn't expect anybody to be sat on the roof. <laughs> you shouldn't sit there looking like a cliff. Move a bit. Give me a clue. You're in brain. What am I to think? So obviously I've been and put a red top on now. And every now and then you'll move slightly. I do. I'll, I'll like, just move my feet a bit. Cheese. Let's get back to cheese. You're talking about cheese and... It being addictive because... It contains a natural morphine that's found in the liver. Cheese is
0: nice though, isn't it? What's your favourite cheese? My favourite cheese is applewood smoked cheddar.
1: Okay, so it is a cheddar.
0: Yes, oh, they're so creamy and delicious.
1: Most cheese is made from cow's milk, right? Yes. So in Tibet, where there's no shortage of yaks, they're mostly having yak cheese Okay. It's creamy. Yeah. Oily. Oh. With a barn like odour. Barn. Barn. Okay. Barny oily creamy cheese. They have yak butter, which they put in their tea. Oh yes, of course. It's called butcher. Butcha! Have you ever tried butter in your tea? Yes. And what do you think? Um I don't think I whipped it up enough. Okay. I just ended up with the blob of fat on the top and the tea underneath. And I just drunk it with a straw until I got down to where it was just the butter.
0: Like an ice cream soda float.
1: Yeah, I just sucked it down until only the float was left. Sounds like a clogged drain. So, uh, reindeer cheese. Okay, how does that taste? Uh, well... Like Christmas. It says that reindeer milk is extra fatty milk, which makes some seriously tasty cheese. It's some of the most nutritious milk that you can get, reindeer milk. Oh, I bet it makes nice cream. Unfortunately, reindeer milk is hard to come by because it's expensive it takes two two people to milk a reindeer.
0: Because they've got big udders?
1: No, one person needs to hold the animal's horns while the other person milks it. Oh, that doesn't sound nice, does it? No, but they're apparently they're cheap trying to look between their legs. <laughs> what are you doing down there? <laughs> what is that? What is that? You know my name's Eric, don't you? <laughs> so then we've
0: got um, camel cheese. Okay, camel cheese. What does that taste
1: like? Well, in the Middle East, they drink camel milk as an alternative to cow's milk. Not a lot of cows in the desert. I can imagine camel milk and camel cheese is not particularly fatty. It says it's more easily digested, slightly richer. Hmm. However, expensive also takes a couple of people One to milk the camel, the other one to mop the spit up. (laughs) And uh, ricotta cheese made from breast milk. Well, theoretically, all cheese is made from breast milk. That is true.
0: But human breast milk.
1: Yeah, the Manhattan chef, David Angerer, served dollops of cheese made from his wife's breast milk at his restaurant. What dirty boy. Apparently it tasted (laughs) Uh, Sorry, (laughs) I don't usually laugh before I've said it. It tasted mild. Yes. It had an unappetizing, bouncy texture. And the, the New York Department of Health shut the restaurant down and said he could not keep the contraband cheese on site at the restaurant. Oh, uh, you you can't be selling your wife cheese. That's it. Then finally I'm, I've been hogging the uh the cheese news but pigs
0: pig cheese.
1: Pig cheese.
0: Oh, does it taste like bacon?
1: Oh. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, like a smoky bacon cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chef Edward Lee has been experimenting with pig milk ricotta. OK. Unfortunately, he says, pigs don't really lactate that much. And the reason they can't milk them is the sows are extremely... They get very angry if you try to touch their nipples. Could.
0: More animals should be getting angry.
1: Lee says... That at night, he crept up on the sides while they were asleep and frantically pinched at their tiny nipples and then ran away when they started to wake up and freak out. That is so wrong. He says that he might try using a human breast pump if he can get close enough. That man is sick. I know, I'm only telling you what they tell me. <laughs> So he's only made ricotta so far and it's quite nice, but he hasn't made much of it. Oh, what a, what a weirdo. I know. Harassing pigs in the night. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. Do you
0: fancy having a quiz? I do. Shall we play the quiz cheese or disease? I'm going to be brilliant at this. This is a little quiz from the Telegraph website. OK. And we'll whiz through these and all you've got to say is whether this is cheese or a disease. So do you know your feta from your flu? OK. Go for it. Go for it. Question one. Brinkburn. Is it a cheese or disease? Cheese. Correct. It is a cheese. It's made in Northumberland from pasteurised goat's milk. Next one. Erdheim Chester. A disease. It is a disease. It doesn't tell me anything about the disease, but it is a disease. Backstein. Disease. Uh Uh-uh, it's a cheese. A brick-shaped German
1: one. Wow. I thought it was too obvious. Next one. Hereford Hop. A disease. I think it's like Housemaid's Knee. (laughs)
0: <laughs> because if they've got housemaid's knee, they have to do the Hereford hop.
1: Yeah, they do in Hereford. It's a cheese. Oh, oh, I'm not as good as I thought.
0: Right, next one. Bruna. Bruna? B-R-U-N-N-E-R. Bruna.
1: Okay, that is definitely a disease. Okay. It's a disease. Okay. Only a few more.
0: Next one is shanklish. How do you pronounce, how do you spell it? (laughs) That's how I pronounce it. Shanklish. (laughs) Shanklish. Shanklish. S-H-A-N-K-L-I-S-H. Shanklish. A cheese. Cheese. It is a cheese. Popular in Syria and Lebanon.
1: Okay. Next one. Glanders. Glanders is a disease that horses get. Is it? Yeah. In their glands? No, in their legs, I think. In their hooves. It's a disease. Next one, galley bagger. bagger. is a disease. What is it? It's when your galley's get bagged.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was when your bags got galley. No, no, that's a cheese. Galley bagger is an unpasteurised
1: cheddar from the Isle of Wight. Oh, and we've been there on holiday. Yeah, and we didn't have any of our galleys bagged. No. I'm going back there now, in a minute, for some galley bagger. That's the end of the quiz. Okay, I didn't do too well. You scored 63%. Okay, so a little bit over half.
0: Looks like uh, a few more diseases out there than we thought,
1: huh? So I've got a question to put to you, which I'll tell the answer to later. Okay. Have a little think about this. Okay. So the average dairy cow produces around 31 kilograms of milk each day.
0: Wow, okay.
1: How many rats do you think you'd need to produce the same amount of milk?
0: (laughs) That's not where I thought you were going to go with that. No.
1: Well, we are seriously... Addressing the question of rat cheese. This is the Federation of Rodent Cheesemakers. No. Yeah. Are they sneaking up on them in the night as well? When do you think the first rat milking machine came on the market? (sighs) It was called the Midget Milker. (laughs) It was, and I'll tell you now, it was primarily designed... To milk guinea pigs, but they could also milk rats with it. So when do you think that was on the market? Okay, um, I'm going to say 1950s. Oh, you're quite close. That's all I'm saying. You see, they said it was an internet hoax, but no... No, uh, an article in the Modern Farmer says rat cheese could be a future delicacy. So, how many rats do you think you'd need to make thirty-one kilograms of milk? I'll have a think about it. You're going to give us the answer later. I'll give you the answer when I tell you about rat milking. <laughs> okay.
2: Hello, Mum. Hello, Stacy. This is Carla. I'm co-host of Number 1 Rerun Podcast which is basically a show where we choose any date from 1978 to present day and we talk about the number 1 film, song and TV show on that day. So I'm really excited that Stacey's asked me to come on and represent my brand new show with a fact that she's given me about cheese. So can't wait to read this, bound to be take good. Oh Okay, well, no, no, we can make this work. Okay, um, Belgian musician Stromae released an album called Cheese on the 14th of June, 2010, which reached number one in Belgium. So, if that doesn't make you want to check out my show, I don't know what will. Not much to work there with, Stacey, but talk about that off-air. Anyway, back to you ladies.
0: Can you guess what is number one on this list of best worst cheeses in the world?
1: Is it my favourite cheese ever? And What's that? Is it the Cheese Maggots? It is, yeah. That is the illegal cheese. Kasumatsu. Kasumatsu. They still make it on the black market. Can you just explain to anybody who's not heard our previous podcast how they make that cheese?
0: So it comes from Sardinia. It translates as rotten cheese. It's made from sheep's milk. And basically what they do is they they put insect larvae called cheese fly into the cheese so that it breaks down all the fats and <laughs> and and then when the cheese
1: I'm doing that sympathetic vomiting. <laughs> yeah.
0: When the cheese is ready, when you open it up, the maggots are still all in there, actively crawling around, and you just eat the cheese with the maggots.
1: I thought that the maggots had eaten all the cheese and you just ate the cheesy maggots. No, you eat basically liquid cheese filled with fat
0: cheese maggots.
1: I'm hoping everybody's wretching now. Uh,
0: But... It's generally considered unsafe to eat the cheese if the maggots have died. So you have to have, uh, you have to have the live maggots when you eat it.
1: Which also means that you've got to wear goggles. Am I right in remembering that?
0: Yes. When you open up the cheese, the maggots will jump up into your eyes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and if anybody gets this cheese, I will try it live on podcast. <laughs> Do you want to know what it tastes like? Am I going to retch again? No, it's extremely sharp
0: and the flavour can linger in your mouth for several hours. So you're just going round with maggot poo breath.
1: Yeah, I want to know what the texture's like. Is it more like uh, a white stilton, do you think? Or uh, crumblier?
0: I'm looking at a picture of it and it looks like either... An uncooked cake or, like, soggy scrambled egg? A bit like cottage cheese? Kind of like that, yeah. It's brown, like a beige colour. I've
1: given you a little bit of time now. Yes. I don't know what sort of smell rat cheese has. Okay. I think we could uh, find out from the Federation of Rodent Cheesemakers. Makers. Did you know mice don't actually like cheese? Uh I did hear a rumor. Mostly they like chocolate and peanut butter, is that right?
0: Yes, they they like uh carbohydrates and sugar. They'll eat cheese if it's there, but they don't it, it's not their favorite thing.
1: But how many rats do you think it takes? To produce the same amount of milk in a day as a one cow.
0: Okay, so I think rats don't produce much milk. Maybe they produce. Gosh, do they even produce more than like 50 mils? I don't know. Um, then I would say 600.
1: You're really close. What is it? 674. Oh. So they think that the milk's really rich. Yes. And would be really nice in your cup of coffee in the morning.
0: You just get one rat, give it a little squeeze and that's enough.
1: Keep it in the fridge. You could have them in the uh, butter compartment, couldn't you?
0: You could have them sitting in an egg holder.
1: That will be perfect. with the little nipples underneath,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: they come out on a little, like a little swing and you put your cup under it. <laughs> so, uh, fromage de rat. Yes. Would be something like a brie, they reckon. Okay. The problem, they've said, is that they don't have milking machines small enough to make rat dairies an option.
0: I don't think it should be an option, really.
1: I asked you this as well. Yeah. 1946. Ah. Professor Harrington of Cornell University designed the Midget Milker, (laughs) the world's smallest milking machine, which is mounted on a board 18 by 6 inches. Oh, okay. It was mostly to milk guinea pigs. Yes. But they also had to go using it on rats, rabbits and
0: hamsters. Oh, hamsters are tiny.
1: They are, but it said that milking a guinea pig was a two-man operation.
0: The, well, hang on, milking a, a reindeer was a two-man operation.
1: Where's the horns on the guinea pig? Well, I think the nipples are quite hard to find.
0: So it's just a two-man operation to look for nipples?
1: No, one has to hold, always in these cases, one has to hold the animal, Yes. the other one has to do the milking. Right, Okay. It'd just take too long to milk enough rats to produce enough milk to make enough cheese, wouldn't it? It just doesn't
0: make sense.
1: If you've got that many rats, you've got a problem, haven't you? Where are you going to keep them? In a drawer? <laughs> they can't be free-range ever, can they?
0: Oh, no, that's sad.
1: So they're always going to have to be, like, caged rats.
0: you never trust it if they say it's organic rat milk. You're thinking, hang on.
1: Yeah, where have they got that from? Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got something to say, then say it here. Email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter at Pod, Instagram at ruffgiraffepodcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean.
0: Thanks. Do you want to hear some cheese-related world records?
1: Yes, please.
0: I'll tell you the world records and you can tell me... How fast you think they did these in? Okay. Okay. This is from the website recordsetter.com and there are a lot of cheese-related world records.
1: Is there any reason for there being lots of cheese-related world records? I think because cheese is very easy to get hold of. It is. It's, it must be easy to get hold of. It's the most stolen food item. Is it? Yes. Out of all the food that's stolen, cheese by far apparently Wow. accounts for over 20% of all the food that's stolen.
0: <laughs> that's funny.
1: But luckily they, drink, they steal lots of wine as well, so it's nice to know there's little parties going on. Sophisticated. I hope they
0: steal the right wine to match the cheese. So, you're going to tell me a world record. Okay, the first world record... I'm going to tell you about the fastest time to eat a slice of cheese. That's it. So the fastest time to eat a slice of cheese.
1: What do you think? I'm guessing it's going to depend on whether it's real cheese or not, but I'd say 12 seconds. 12 seconds to eat a slice of cheese?
0: Yeah. No, the world record is one and a half seconds.
1: They're not really eating it, are they? They're just breathing it in. Gone. That's it. So I've got to, be, got to be quicker, obviously. The next world record.
0: How many cheeses can be named in 10 seconds?
1: 31. It's
0: 45. Okay. I don't think I know 45 cheeses. I'm sure that this guy must have had them written down.
1: I know 764, but I couldn't say them all in 10 <laughs> seconds.
0: <laughs> okay. This is quite a niche record. Mm-hmm. It's from France. What is the world record for the most types of cheese eaten under a car?
1: 211.
0: This is going to blow your mind. It's 10.
1: I think there's a world record here that I could... Have I got to go to France to do this world record or can I do it in Spain? You can do it in Spain. You can take the world record from this guy. He's just eaten 10 different types of cheese under a car.
0: This is the worst world record I think I've ever heard.
1: Right, hang on a minute. Is there a time limit? Nope. So oh, well, I just need a car that I can fit under. That might be a problem. <laughs> what about a amount of cheeses eaten under a bus? If
0: you can get under a bus.
1: Or a people carrier, maybe.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Or like one of those monster trucks.
1: if it wasn't funny i'd slap you for that you could
0: stand up under a monster chuck you wouldn't even have to get down on the ground but you think you could you think you could beat 10
1: yeah i've got more than 10 types of cheese in my fridge (laughs) i'm i think i could do the uh Cheese under a
0: car. Yeah, I think that's one for you.
1: Was the car moving at the time? No, th- there's just a picture
0: of a man lying under a car with cheese.
1: Did he have biscuits?
0: No. Um, <laughs> I've got two. I've got two more world records for you. Okay. I think one of them you definitely could do. Okay. The other one might be difficult. This world record is for the most slices of cheese placed on your face. Whilst standing on one leg. I'd say fourteen. This is another underwhelming record. It's seven.
1: <gasps> I can do this! But the cheese is not a problem.
0: Standing on one leg might be the issue.
1: It's a standing on one leg. I'm gonna have to practice. Definitely gonna practice that <laughs> first. Is it just slices of cheese like cheese slices?
0: Uh like um like American Craft cheese slices,
1: like dairy dairyly cheese. Yeah. Oh my god, I could get so much of that on my face. Like I said, the only problem is me standing on one leg.
0: Yes, and and you have to be freestanding, no leaning.
1: Okay. Am I allowed to wear a hat?
0: Uh, that's not in the record. Uh, but maybe the hat is okay. cheating. What if the hat keeps the cheese on?
1: No, it's I'm not. I'm not doing a, like a nacho hat.
0: You're just going to have a bonnet.
1: <laughs> ah, that is funny.
0: Right, this is the last one. This is one that I don't think that you can do. All right. Okay, but it doesn't say whether it has to be real or fake. So this is for the record for the most moustached puppeteers eating cheese.
1: Mustachio puppeteers? Yes. Is it 26?
0: It's just three.
1: Does it say whether well, they have to be male or female?
0: It doesn't. They were all male, but it doesn't say that. It just says moustached puppeteers.
1: So I just don't need to... Just I just don't shade.
0: You need a puppet.
1: I've got a puppet.
0: Get a moustache, get a puppet, eat some cheese. Get another four or five other moustached puppeteers eating cheese in the one room. You got a record, baby.
1: Oh, so much going on.
0: What do you do first? Do you you get under the car? Do you stand on one leg, or do you grow a moustache?
1: Well, I think growing a moustache is the easiest. I don't have to do put any effort into that. (laughs) And whilst I'm growing a moustache, I may practice standing on one leg. Okay. At the same time, I may be spreading cheese on my face. We've actually had a cheese-related incident here. (gasps) Spanish cheese news. Spanish cheese. Well, it actually was Dairyly cheese news. But I, I did buy in Spain, obviously. Tammy came up with the boys. Yeah. And we went into the water and we found out... That the fish really love cheese. When Hannah was here, we found out the fish love cheese. He's my grandchildren, by the way.
0: You're too young.
1: I know. Anyway, the fish here absolutely love cheese, we found out. So as a joke, yeah. I said, let's spread Dairy Lee on my leg. <laughs> Don't do it. Right? What happened? I thought Jules was going to come after me. (laughs) As I'm walking through the water, there's a few little fish there. Then a mullet comes. Then I saw a dark shadow in the water.
0: Uh-oh. Oh,
1: Oh, and I couldn't run quick enough. (laughs) Keenan screams and I'm running with him. Yeah. Get out of the water. I'm getting out of the water. They're after your cheese legs. (laughs) so i reckon i broke the world record for how fast you can run with a cheese leg how many fish will come after your leg when you've got cheese on it at least 60 and what was that dark shadow we don't know a baguette (laughs) <laughs> it might have been a baguette. I never thought of that. <laughs> when Keenan said Sharknado 5, I was out the water. And I will note, I'm sorry, I did leave the kids in there. <laughs> cheese shark! I, I saved myself first. Well, you had the cheese on. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what it felt like? It felt a little bit like it must do when those fish clean your feet. Oh, right, yeah. And then they was just like "Mm, I love you and then one of them I think it was a mullet and they've got soft lips so I thought oh it's getting getting a bit raspy (laughs) and then I picked my leg out of the water and there was a fish hanging on the back of it so, so if anybody is thinking of smearing cheese on their leg uh, in order to attract fish, just be careful what you wish for. What were you wishing for? Well, I don't know, but now it looks like I've had an incident because I've got about 70 little fish love bites on me back of my leg. <laughs> Especially from the mullet who's given me his card. Hey there, who's oh there?
0: What's the name of a wonky cat? He'll look twice than any cat around. Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper. The wonky cat.
1: You're going to get that cat in.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get Kipper in. We've been doing a poll on Twitter and Facebook and there's been huge controversy and debate about... Cheese basically, and I and Kipper loves cheese, so I thought I'd get Kipper in to talk about cheese. Okay, then come on, then let's have him in. Kipper, Kipper, come here.
1: <laughs> come here. <coughs> there he is. Hey, Kipper. There he is. Oh, and do you know what? Mm-hmm. He's been partying all weekend, hasn't he? <coughs>
0: He has had a bit of a party. He's had some friends round. He's had some...
1: free looks slightly wonky still.
0: Oh, guess what, Mum? Kipper did have friends round at the weekend. They were out in the garden quite late. Little fella shows up. <gasps> Little fella was walking around the garden, hanging out on the decking with Owen and Kipper and his friends.
1: That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, when you first got him and said, I'm going to leave him in the wild who's so he's a wild hedgehog... When as soon as you gave him the uh, Simply B catalogue, you knew he was, uh, he's a goner then, isn't he?
0: It was the minute he popped his menu through the letterbox and says, here's <laughs> what I want for dinner. That I, I knew he wasn't leaving.
1: Uh, little fella's a hedgehog, by the way.
0: Oh yes, uh, people would have heard in the last episode that uh, I rescued a hedgehog and now I keep him captive in the garden. He could leave <laughs> any time. He can leave any time.
1: You, yeah, but you've nailed all the exits up. No, he
0: can go any time, but we haven't built him a house and we give him food every day. And why
1: would you leave? Yeah, have you heard of Stockholm Syndrome? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: You're
1: just going to make him love you by keeping him captive. Yeah, that's how I got my husband. No, that's very true. Anyway,
0: moving on. Kipper, you love cheese, don't you? Cheese is one of his favourite things. Uh, he can't have too much of it because he's got a bit of a, you know, a little bit of a pot belly, but um, he does love cheese. So, Kippa, what's your favourite cheese?
1: Wow. Okay.
0: There's this cheese that we get from the cheese shop that has, like, a little bit of garlic and nettle in it. So he likes that one. It's a bit posh, Kipper.
1: Yeah, to be fair, Belle the Lovely Dog's favourite is a tube of Primula with shrimp in, which I give to her unopened. Yes. And she just chews it until it bursts. Oh, God. <laughs> and then she sucks it.
0: So... We put out a poll on Twitter to ask people what is the best cheese. Not what's their favourite cheese, we said which cheese is best. And we gave four possible options. Which were? Cheddar, Parmesan, Brie and cheese strings. Okay, so
1: I'm, I'm guessing that some people said... That all of those qualifies cheese.
0: Well, no one questioned the cheese strings if that's what you're suggesting.
1: Oh, okay.
0: We had 75 votes in this poll.
1: me <laughs>
0: And that's just the Twitter poll. We had another 30 or so on Facebook but Cheese Strings got 12% of the votes.
1: Amazing.
0: Which is only just a little bit less than Parmesan. Parmesan got 15% of the votes. There's big controversy here. Some people don't see the point of Parmesan. In
1: in what respect?
0: Sean on Facebook said, Parmesan is like worthless. And then Joe is like, "Uh, you're wrong. And Sean is like, no, I'm not. And then... Joe is like, it's like really necessary. And Sean is like, I don't think it is. Anyway, at the end, we all ganged up on Sean and told him he was an idiot for saying Parmesan is wrong. And he took it back. That's it. He's he's changed his mind.
1: So uh, can I just say something then? Yes. So Sean, you know, your mother is always right. (laughs) So I like Parmesan. And that's the end of that. Okay.
0: There we go, Sean. Mum likes parmesan, so suck it.
1: <laughs> That's what's what the cheese strings are for.
0: Yes, yeah, Sean. Go and eat your cheese strings in the corner if you can't if you can't handle adult cheese.
1: I actually like parmesan shaved. You don't like it hairy? I don't like a hairy parmesan. No, I have actually got to admit something here. What? I like pecorino better.
0: Get out of my house.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I
0: can't tell the difference. Get out of my house. <laughs> what would you put on a spaghetti bolognese? Cheddar or parmesan or pecorino?
1: Me personally, pecorino. But I wouldn't ever put cheddar on it. And I never would put cheese strings or brie on it.
0: No, but on the Facebook, Victoria has said cheddar spag bowl.
1: No, you can't mix continents. I've always said it. You can't mix continents. Haven't I said that to you before? You can't mix your continents. Exactly
0: what you've said to me every day of my life. You
1: can't have, like, Italy and Spain. Or uh, Italy and Britain. You can't have that.
0: Lasagna and chips?
1: No. Let's not be double carb in there.
0: <laughs> Everyone has lasagna and chips. You go to the pub, the pub will give you lasagna and chips. And garlic bread.
1: That is true. That's triple <laughs>
0: That That is typical British doing Italian. They're like, oh, you can't just have a lasagna because there's no potato there. And how are you going to mop up that sauce? Oh, you need the bread.
1: Yeah. Kipper's laughing.
0: Because <laughs> Kipper doesn't know what garlic bread is. So basically, cheddar wins by uh, 52%. And we've also had people say they like gorgonzola... Rockfort and somebody from the podcast lit happens uh, says manchego
1: i love me manchego
0: that can get a bit stinky
1: it does uh, i actually like it a bit sweaty armpit
0: <laughs>
1: it's better if you wrap it in tinfoil and put it down the back of a radiator for an hour
0: oh gross oh no oh squeaky also says manchego
1: oh i love you squeaky
0: Kippa, do you have anything else to add? No. no. He's telling us how many people it takes to milk a cat. Is it two? It's not two. It's not two because you need a lookout. you got to have three.
1: <laughs> uh, do you think anybody's ever made cheese from cat milk? Yeah, <laughs> I hope not. Do you think anybody's drunk cat milk? Yes.
0: Yes, I do. Oh, Kippa, before you go... Can I just tell you about some news from New Zealand? Hello? It's cat-related. Ah. Kippa, New Zealand Council proposes banning all cats. <gasps> <gasps> Basically, there's a place in New Zealand where they're saying they're not going to allow residents to get new cats... So if you've got a cat and it dies, you're not allowed to replace it.
1: Are you allowed to have it stuffed and put on your mantelpiece?
0: Yes, and you can put wheels on <laughs> it and drag it round if you want. But basically, because they say cats are ruining the resident animals, you know, the nature, they're ruining that. They're killing all the local birds and animals and cats are becoming a pest, so they're banning cats. <coughs>
1: OK, OK. I'd like to see them succeeding on that one.
0: I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Don't think it's going to happen. Think New Zealand is possibly going to sink into the ocean <laughs> before that happens. <laughs> From all the cats
0: that have taken over.
1: Yeah, this will have been proposed by some councillor in New Zealand who keeps getting his garden pooed on by cats.
0: Yes, yes. And he's like, ban them all!
1: Ban them! And and here is the news on the 1st of January, 2050. It's just been announced that since New Zealand have rid themselves entirely of cats, they are now starting up a new rat dairy.
0: Oh, it's employed by the rat farmers
1: That's it, it's the rat cheese maker, rodent cheesemaker society oh. of New Zealand oh. oh, it all comes round in a circle, doesn't it? It does indeed, New Zealand's an island, they can have them free range there Anyway, Kipper,
0: don't worry, we're not going to ban you just yet Bless him Right, cheers Kips Thanks Kipper
2: Excuse me senor don't forget, Rough Giraffe is on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod.
1: Before we go, then. Yeah? I know you usually tell me a totally unrelated news story. Yes. But for a change, can I tell you a totally unrelated news story?
0: I'd love for you to tell me a totally unrelated news story.
1: This happened to somebody, I don't know who it is, and if, it, if I do find out, I'm not mentioning names. Okay. A local gentleman, it said in the newspaper, mm-hmm. had to be treated in hospital because he got his testicles clamped between two magnets. <laughs> um... So I'm going to try and explain more. Okay. There's something they do a lot in Japan called magnetic therapy. Right. And it's lying on a bed that's magnetic, face down. Yeah. The magnetism's supposed to uh, get make you more virile, I think. Okay. So this gentleman had put magnets on his bed... Oh, he was doing it himself? Yeah. Okay. And he lay face down, and apparently he'd got these magnets from work, so they were quite
2: strong.
1: Right. And when he lay down, two of them nudged together and clamped themselves each side of his testicle. (laughs) So fast forward, after he screamed down the phone to the emergency services, the ambulance came, they couldn't do anything, the fire brigade came, they also couldn't do anything except that they cut part of his bed out so they could take him to the hospital with the magnets still attached. <laughs> so then he had to go out and be under general anaesthetic to have the magnets removed, which was done, but the surgeon who did it said that, to be fair, it wasn't something he was trained to do. So they did They did manage to get the magnets off. But, oh! can you just imagine?
0: Because, you know, when you're playing with magnets and, and you're sort of yeah. seeing how close you can get them before they'll snap together and it yep. goes all of a sudden, you can't stop it and it just goes...
1: If anybody's brave enough, I've looked. I don't want ever to see this again. But uh, YouTube have <laughs> got... A couple of videos of people who are actually doing this and they get their testiculari snapped in actually in the video. Oh my word. Uh, It brings tears to their eyes and mine. Wow. If you are going to try this magnetic therapy, don't. Well, if you are going to do it, then at least put a duvet over the magnets first. Cover your magnets. And wear some pants.
0: <laughs> and, and stop putting magnets on your bits.
1: I okay, know. Why would you want to? You can buy one of those magnetic bracelets. Have one of them, wrap it round.
0: Buy a Magna-doodle.
1: <laughs> so you can put it down your pants. And then every night you get it out and see what you've drawn. <laughs> yeah, be creative. I'd never heard of magnetic therapy before then and I never want to hear of it again.
0: I have seen an advert for a magnet that you put in your knickers to stop menopause.
1: To stop the menopause?
0: Well, to stop symptoms of the menopause.
1: I... Can I just say now, uh, being a woman of an older generation, if I thought that all you needed in life was a magnet down your knickers, I think women would have caught on to that when they were in their 20s. Yeah. They wouldn't have been waiting until later. Okay, so (laughs) let's go.
0: Oh, this is the last in our series.
1: I thought you weren't going to remember. This is the last podcast that we're ever going to do. Oh! And I'd like to just say thank you for everyone. It's we've had three lovely series, but we're splitting up now and going our own separate ways. We're doing our own thing. What am I doing? And uh, oh, I don't know why. I thought you'd got something to do. What? Have I got a company? You haven't got anything to do?
0: No, I didn't realise I had to bring something.
1: Oh, this is like show and tell, isn't
0: it? Yes, it's embarrassing. I'm here empty-handed.
1: I've already got a new career lined up. Oh. Uh right, hang on, wait a minute. So, I can't leave you with nothing to do. Can we do a podcast, please? I'll have to now, will I, if you haven't got anything to do? <laughs> I, I thought you'd got yourself something lined up. Let's do that again. Uh. This is the last podcast in this series. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm really excited to say that we've got a whole new lineup for the next series. Some oldies and goodies are coming back.
0: They are.
1: We've got new jingles. We've got a new setup.
0: And in the new series, you've got
1: Guess Who's Not Coming to Dinner? I'm doing Guess Who's Not Coming to Dinner. Yeah. We are having illustrated police news yeah you
0: need a couple of weeks off so that you can break in your cabana boys
1: yeah i know i've had a couple round for an interview and well i'm only on the fourth floor and they couldn't carry me up the stairs i've got to have someone that can get me up here if the lift was to be out that's
0: why you need that zip line although i don't know if it can go backwards so we've got so much lined up for the new series
1: yeah, Kipper's going to have a slightly different format.
0: <laughs> it's going to be wonky on the other side.
1: <laughs> We're going to just take a leg off and level him up. <laughs> so I'm going to open up my patio doors. If That's a euphemism, I don't know what is. <laughs> I'm going to let the breeze in.
0: I'll better leave you to do that then, and I'll speak to you soon. All right then.
1: All right, bye. All right. cheers, bye. It's the end of the podcast, it is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With mum in the bungalow and Stacy at home. Send us your stories on your smartphone. And then everybody won't feel so alone. The Rough Giraffe Podcast. The Rough love Podcast. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com
2: or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.